Hey everybody, this is Taylor Rogers. I am a high school teacher and football coach at Perrysburg High School, and I am inside the hive. He's inside the hive tonight, Joel. He's not, he is he's not the sitting hive. behind the desk. He's not yelling at us. He is inside the hive. Have I ever yelled at you guys? I don't know. I, I don't no, know. You don't know. Have raised your voice, but talk, talk down to in a stern tone. Okay. I right. describe <laughs> it as. I just okay. sit there and laugh, you know, watching <laughs> these two go yeah, at it. Mainly it's because it, it's at me and not Jack, but. Episode 21. This is a great episode, I feel like. You know, another inside, inside the hive. Like, yep, yep, way yep. inside this the hive. This is double inside. Double inside the hive tonight. So, uh, welcome in, guys, to episode 21 of Inside the Hive. This week, sitting down with Mr. Rogers, obviously. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm wonderful. Just a wonderful Tuesday in the Berg today. It's good uh, to have you back, Joel. Yes. Yeah, it is very we, nice to be back. We missed you last week. Yeah, I'm sure you guys did. You, I would did have had you, a lot of insight. Did you listen last week? I didn't listen, but I saw what the, I read the episode description more than what I usually do. What 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 was it? Episode twenty. I, you guys, episode twenty. Taylor and Jack sat down and just talked about what was the title of the episode. <sighs> I still, I re- you, guys, no, you guys talked. I read wow. something about Ohio State. Ohio State was in there. Yeah, but what was the title of the episode? Like episode twenty. I know it said unexpected illness. Yes, there was. Two unexpected illnesses. Yes. What, what was it? Was it funny? Was it like a diss at me? No. Absolutely. Why would we diss you? We, we did nothing Jack, but praise him. I, I think. Yeah, Rogers, I, I thought I we mean, did pretty good. Yeah. We didn't even. We didn't no, even do your was, signature outro. No. There was oh wow. Nothing negative about you, Joel. No. We what actually you, praised was, you. Told was, you to rest your pipes because this is a big time episode this week. This is definitely a big time episode. It was the winter wrap up. Yeah. Winter wrap up. Oh, episode that's what it was. Basketball, okay. yeah, wrestling. He knew that. Yep. I did know that. But okay. uh, once again, we're recording from Sidelines, Perrysburg location here at 136 West South Boundary. They're locally owned and operated and are excited to be serving the Perrysburg community. Thank you, Sidelines, once again for having us here tonight. All right, Mr. Rogers, could you give us a little bit of background about yourself and tell us who you are? Yeah, um, I'm from a smallish town, uh, Kenton, Ohio. Graduated. We were the largest class I think maybe ever in Kenton's history, um, 175. <laughs> what do you guys have, like 400? <laughs> we're, so? we're, right we're close to 450, 450? I think, yeah, somewhere around so, there. So quite a bit smaller than you guys, but also bigger than like everything that was around it. Um, football, baseball, um, played a lot of basketball, like pickup games back then. Um, oh, yeah. We had some pretty big names that were around us at the time. Uh, I'll talk more about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, didn't wasn't like a big fan of school. Um, kind of just went for sports f- friends at the time. Um, ended up at BG though, and decided I wanted to be a teacher. And went to BG. Had a great time at BG. Um, got married right out of college and started teaching at Lima Senior, which was a wild experience. Um, had a button that I could call a police officer down if I needed to. <laughs> we, we almost needed to press that button last week. So we, we won't we won't talk about what happened there. Uh, me and me and Jack got a little. Not really. Not really. What? You the what happened at the basketball game? Oh oh, number four. <laughs> That was, oh, no, it's all in the good of the game, you know, getting up in people's grills, you know, student section gets rowdy, but 
Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with what we did to Lima Senior. I mean, we just chirped him a little bit. Yeah. That's it. It's all in, all in good fun. So, uh, could you tell us a couple of your favorite sports memories growing up? Oh, man. Um, a lot. Um, so, played my freshman year. We went to state championship game in football. Mm. Um, we lost 12 nothing. It was horrible. It was rain, sleet. We were – so Kenton didn't run the ball for probably, I would say, at least 20 years. Not a single, like, running back in the backfield unless it was a goal line situation. Um, and so for the game to be 12 to nothing, think about that, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just – That's brutal. Yeah. Um, it would be terrible to sit through, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was horrible. And the thing is, you know, you, you never forget the games that you lose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't lose a lot of games when I was in high school, and I can remember a vast majority of the plays. And there were so many times where we'd get to like the 15 yard line to go into score, and then end up at like the 50 because of penalties, sacks, everything. Um, didn't that happen in freshman football this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty rough to watch too. Um, but another memory, so. Jamar Butler played for Ohio State. Yep. Uh, he played for Shawnee, which is in my league. And we were, we were god-awful at basketball when I was there. We lost at one point like 40 games in a row. Oh, my Lord. The game that we won was against Jamar Butler's Shawnee team. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Upset them, and we stormed the court and celebrated like we just won a championship, right? But um, I went to every single basketball game, home away, because all my friends played basketball, and like you guys were talking, uh, chirping and everything, um, I made that like my my job when I was there. <laughs> I was uh, front row. I knew everything about all the players we're playing against. I used every name, every way to get into somebody's head that you can imagine. That is uh, incredible. Yeah. So uh, I would say those were two of my f- favorite memories. Um, we played against uh, Ch- Ch- Chad Billingsley, I think. Um, he played at Defiance. He's a pitcher. Started the All-Star game, MLB All-Star game, uh, a few years ago. Whoa. Out of Defiance? Yeah. Um, it was pretty pretty cool. Um, a lot of – played basketball against, like, one pickup game we had. So my friend played basketball at – Notre Dame and Michigan State. Uh, he was like six eleven. Oh my gosh! Um, he he was in it like we had dudes that played. See, Butler came to a game one time, played basketball in Kenton. Um, a girl I went to school with ma- married uh, John Diebler. Oh really? Yeah. Um, Who's John Diebler? He's like only one of the best three point shooters to ever play at Ohio State. Yeah. He's, oh yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. I think he coached. Coaches, he's. I think he's in a. He might still be an assistant on the staff now, but somewhere, yeah. Um, so I mean, we had pickup games like crazy pickup games, right, all over the place. Um, just those games were like, no, no referees, right? Yeah. It's just everybody chirping at each other. Just awesome games. So uh, funny you mentioned pickup basketball because Joel and I are big. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard about it, but uh, Joel and I are a big part of this league that my brother created called the PPBA. You ever heard of it? I, uh, I I know you guys have talked, but I've never heard anything official. So the PPBA, and 
Josh is going to be so happy that we're mentioning the PPB on here. He's been asking me forever. He's like, can we get a PPBA podcast? I'm like, I'll, I'll see what I can do, but I'm going to try and work it into one and then see where we can take it. But the PPBA, Joel, feel free to butt in at any time. Is mm-hmm. Perrysburg Parks Basketball Association okay, okay. is ma- made-up term, yep. kind of, created by Josh Finn Brownfield, and then they recently added a third commissioner, Minshew Stanchev. Oh, okay. So those three are like the the heads or whatever. And so there are 64 guys wow. in the league. Incredible. Eight teams with eight guys on each team, and we play organized pickup basketball nice, all summer nice. long. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's, an, it's a new league that has been created, and Josh is kind of running the show. But the PPBA is absolutely a wild thing. Just pick up basketball. There are referees. We have a couple guys who have to, like, maintain yeah, order yeah, yeah. if you will but uh yeah. yeah it's one of the greatest things that we've ever invented i think at perrysburg can't forget about the eight incredible captains that oh, there are joel yes. katie of the perrysburg puppies oh, wow yeah perrysburg puppies my team yep. is the vancouver vipers okay okay we have noah Lindsay and the san, san jose, jose jalapenos, jalapenos. Can, we, can we say zach's yeah uh yeah zach is the uh san francisco scrotums that's zach's okay. team because okay. that's that's the running joke with Zach. His nickname is Scrotum okay, <laughs> for okay. football. So that's four teams. Then we have the uh, Sacramento, Sacramento Snowballers. Snowballers They're captained by, Bra- by Mefford, Braxton okay, Mefford. Okay. That's number five. Then we have the uh, Downtown Deviants. Oh. oh, no one likes them in the league. They're like the second most hated team behind Joel's. Okay. Yeah, Joel's got the most hated the, franchise. The Toledo Tarantulas. Then the, oh, the Toledo Tarantulas, who were captained by Ian Hall and Alex Pohl until recently when... I traded for them. Yeah, oh, wow. after we So, that's another thing. Other. It's becoming like a full-on league where, like, you can okay. player swap and... Oh, it's it's There's a fantastic. lot of beef that goes awesome. into it, A lot of beef that goes into it. We I got that. Oh, yeah. but yes. Been wanting to talk about it forever now. PBBA pick up basketball all summer, trying to get more publicity out there so kids can maybe create their own league or I like it. do something yeah, different about it. And yeah. Melcher, what was Melcher talking to you about, Joel? He, maybe uh, like, he wanted to broadcast the games potentially. That's, that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Can we potentially get Taylor Rogers as an announcer? I mean, I would love that. A little color commentary. Oh, my goodness. Would be, These games are electric. Yeah. You might have to have like an instant mute button. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just because some of the things that are said. It's It's – the greatest pickup basketball league we've ever invented. I, and hopefully, we get more publicity out about it. I, I love that. Yeah, this is a wonderful time. More, more people should have this creativity and create another pickup basketball league. Yeah, like this the needs to be a thing across the country. Just waves of pickup basketball leagues. All right. Anyways, back to you, Rogers. Could you uh, tell us what was your favorite pregame song to listen to back in your high school playing days? Uh-huh. So. We've we've had this question, and you guys have made fun of quite a few. Oh no, um, <sighs> that's a good start. So you're uh, you're probably not even going to believe this, but we listened to Journey. Oh yeah, pregame. Really? So like uh, faith- right. faithfully. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Oh god. Um, well, what's wrong with that, Joe? Eh, nothing. Nothing. Oh oh. Just the entire <laughs> locker room singing faithfully pregame. And I'm telling you right that now, man, like, it, worked. it worked. That's you know, a vibe. Like it, it wasn't – we were pumped. That is – so it was a whole locker room thing. Like, oh, we yeah. all got it into it. Everybody, like. yeah, yeah. Um, so I played – a friend of mine was the starting center at Minnesota uh, for three years, and he was Ox uh, his junior and senior year. Mm. 
and dude just loved Journey, and that was what we played, and it was That's like awesome. the theme of the team. Wait, so, you said this journey. guy played Center the Journeyman? Yeah, the Journeyman. I, did you like know a bunch of like D one athletes? Because uh, you've mentioned Kenton, two already. Kenton pumped out D one athletes like nobody's business back then. And it was how many kids went to school there? Oh, oh. I got I graduated like one hundred and seventy five. I think he played like Center like. Fo- uh, football center? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I was thinking good? basketball. I'm like, you guys uh, didn't win 40 games he, in a row when playing basketball. He was like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, He'd have went pro oh. if he was like 6'4". His arms are just too short. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, mm-hmm. he was incredible. Um, yeah, so like in, a, in a, a span of maybe 10 years, something like that, we had a quarterback at Wake Forest, and he transferred to Cincinnati. Mm. That one year when Cincinnati, like – that first year that Cincinnati was good, where I think they went to, like, the Sugar Bowl. It was, oh, like, yeah. a while ago. Like, he graduated 2001, so it would have been, like, 2004 oh, okay. or something like that, 2005, uh-huh. Cincinnati went. Um, and then we had a tight end go to Louisville, and this one Louisville was, like, good. Uh-huh. As a freshman, was playing both ways, oh, D-end and tight end. He got kicked out of school because he had a BB gun on campus. And Are you serious? Yeah. Um, we had a receiver go to Eastern. Uh, quarterback, he went to Youngstown State, was a starting quarterback at Youngstown State. How good was this high school football team? I mean, we were good. So we went to state three years in a row. Okay, that, we, that would explain <laughs> a whole lot. We won two years in a row. Um well, we were it was it was a good team. Yeah, I mean, with that much talent, you you can only expect like the the greatest yeah. achievement of all high school football. We had a receiver, um, Tommy Pettit. <laughs> Dude was insane. Uh, but senior year, he he got a girlfriend right before senior year, and he put on like hundred some pounds. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Like I'm talking, blew up. She cooked for him, baked for him like every day, and just blew up. He had a full ride Penn State that they like lost because. Oh no. He got so fast. Those are some Joel Katie COVID numbers. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, it was, it was wild, man. So now let's get into a little bit about your uh, coaching. So you are now a coach on the freshman football team. Yep. What has that been like for you? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've coached football for a while. Uh, I coached Joel when he was in seventh grade. Yep, he mm-hmm. did. Yep. yep. Um, took some time off. And then um, when I got hired at the high school, they – when Dirk got hired, uh, I talked to Dirk a little bit, and they had a spot on the freshman team for me. So I'd, this is my going to be my third. So next year will be my third year on the freshman staff. Um, officially got the paid position. Wow. Yep. Let's go. Um, also getting moved up to defensive coordinator for the freshman team, calling the yes. defense and everything. That's um, awesome. I mean, I, I get to see Mike Ward in action. And I'm telling you from a coaching perspective – there's not too many people that better that you can learn from than Mike Ward. So uh, it's been awesome here. Yeah, I, I like coaching at Perrysburg. Now, what are what are some of your favorite things about coaching? Um, I mean, just like teaching things, right? Mm-hmm. The, the competition. I'm a super competitive person. Uh, so, like, getting in that chess match that is coaching football where – if you do your job, you come into a game knowing what the other team wants to do, right? So, like, 
I don't know, we'll say Anthony Wayne. You know they're wanting to run the ball. and They're mm-hmm. going to run their jet. They're going to run their counters. And you come into it knowing what you have to do as a coach with the plays you have to call, the formations. And it's just the chess match. Every play is a competition, and I just love that. So next year, as you're stepping into the uh, defensive coordinator role, the NLL is going to be expanding. It what do you is. think that's going to look like for you and the league? I mean, I think it's going to be great for the league. Um, I mean, you're going to add – so instead of playing mommy, you know, where we're getting zero computer points at all, we're going to get to play Whitmer. And, you know, win or lose that game, that's going to be computer points for you because Whitmer's a big school that's going to do well. Uh, you're going to get to play Finley. And I know that, you know, the talk has been Anthony Wayne recently is our new rival, and we've beaten up on Finley quite a bit here recently. But uh, I think that that's going to be a good game for a few years. Uh, and there's a little, you know, bad blood between Finley and us for some mm-hmm. different reasons. And so, you know, I love that they're joining the league. I love that we're going to go play now. I love that. You know, that's going to be a basketball matchup every year. I, I like when high school sports are a little contentious, you know, and people don't like each other. I think that that makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah, it's absolutely more, how it should be. Yeah, a little more entertaining. I, uh, my personal opinion is I hate it when win or lose, you know, if you're the losing team, you go over and hug the guy on the other team. I hate seeing that. Like, just for me it was always you might be my friend, but we're – enemies friday night or enemies saturday night you know what i mean like just i like it when there's a little bad blood so kind of sticking with this a little bit we've talked about it before on the show but there's a mass shortage of referees in the state of ohio would you mind telling us a little bit about your thoughts on this and how it's going to affect you as a freshman football coach and all of high school sports um you're definitely going to see it this year um there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be played on Thursdays. Ours probably won't because we're a big program, but you're going to see a lot of games played on Thursdays. You're going to play, see games played on Saturdays. Um, I think something to also think about is as we get more and more new officials, you're going to see calls that you don't agree with just because dudes aren't used to making the calls, right? They're – inexperienced officials and they've got to learn and so there's a a learning curve that happens with that early but because of that um you know as coaches we're gonna have to understand hey if these guys are new we're gonna have to maybe give them a little bit more leeway because if you ask my players that have played for me if there's Mm -hmm. one thing is uh me and officials don't usually get along very well um (laughs) if you're a good official then we get along great, but if you're an official that's out there for the wrong reasons and that happens, uh, then you'll hear from me. Uh, but just I think you're going to see a lot more issues with it moving forward because I think less and less people are interested in doing it. So something now, to keep in mind. You were a teacher at Perrysburg High School. How did you get into teaching? <laughs> um so initially, I was going to go into sports management. We've talked about this a little bit in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went to BG for originally with sports management. My good friend and my roommate at the time was in it. He was like finishing up. 
<laughs> Degenerate, man. Yeah, Degenerate. Joel just hit a sports boat. 50 bucks and there, there you go. go, dude. Now you can get you some uh, some sidelines. Um, <laughs> so he was in it, and he was telling me how he had friends that he had been to school with that hated it. And he was telling me, like, listen, man, like, it's not going to be what you think. You're just going to be a salesman. You're going to be doing all this stuff. And he kind of talked me out of it. And um, BG was known for their education. Um, I had always, I mean, I'd I'd had good teachers. You know, I said earlier I didn't really like school, but it was more so because I knew that high school wasn't going to really teach me the things at that point that I needed to know. Uh, So I was kind of over it. But I had good teachers, and I thought, well, the class I did like were because I liked the teachers, so maybe I'd be a teacher. And I had met my now wife uh, in college, and she was going to be a teacher. And so I was just like, eh, I'll do this, sure. Um, and loved it. Uh, I, I love being a teacher. It's a lot of fun. So you've you've told Joel and I a couple stories about your student teaching, but would you mind uh, telling the viewers about some of your favorite student teaching memories? Yeah. Um, so when I – so my student teaching was at Genoa. And when I got to Genoa, my first time, I went to meet my cooperating teacher. And the guy that, like, met me at the door asked me where I was from, and I told him, Kenton. And they didn't even take me to see my cooperating teacher. They took me straight to the football coach. And they were like, hey, this guy's from Kenton. Uh, and they offered me a coaching job on the spot right then and there. Like, legit first five minutes in the building at my new – at the school I was going to be doing my student teaching at. And so then I go down and meet my cooperating teacher, and his name is Buckeye. And there's a lot of people around here that are going to know this guy. Um, he <laughs> he would probably not make it in today's teaching just because, like, the content was about third thing that he cared about. Um, but he knew every single person in that school, every student, knew him by name, knew their parents, knew what they liked, what they were interested in, and – I'm telling you right now, he could have taught them anything in the world, even if he didn't know anything about it because he just knew him so well. And so that was like the experience that I got was this guy came in there just to make those kids like feel welcome, uh, you know, like built those relationships and he just did a great job. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was awesome. Genoa. Uh, and then, that got me my job at Tali- or at Lima Senior, which was <laughs> absolutely wild. Um, I had a kid taken out in handcuffs in the middle of class because he'd murdered somebody the- over the weekend. Um, had dudes, like, gang fights in the hallways. John Morant type stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just behavior. crazy, right? Like, I coached baseball there, and one of my baseball players – poked his head in my room, it was during my planning period, and he put his hand up to his mouth, like, shh, shut the door, and it was just a brawl out in the hallway. Uh, a drug dealer was making it rain from the third story, like $1,000 in ones down onto the bottom story. Uh, I mean, just things that they don't prepare you for in college and things that you're not going to see at Perrysburg High School, um, but just crazy stuff like that. That sounds more entertaining than it would be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I no would kidding. find that incredibly entertaining. I, I mean, it was. And I had a great relationship with those kids, right? Like, a lot of those kids, 
were not your Perrysburg kids for sure, right? Like, but the thing that you had to know is they were like the adult of their household. I mean, like their parents weren't there. Uh, you know, I had dudes that were most definitely involved in some things that were illegal, but they were quite literally only doing it because they had to get clothes for their three, you know, younger siblings. And so th- these are guys that, you know, f- general standards were not your good people, but respected me a lot, would come in and work hard for me. And they were just trying to provide for their family. And, you know, I mean, it was just things that you almost had to like disassociate yourself with reality when you went there mm-hmm. because it, it wasn't reality. It was a different world and just crazy. Now, would you mind telling the viewers a little bit about what you're teaching currently at Perrysburg High School? Uh, yeah, so I'm an intervention specialist, so I uh, I work with, like, special ed. Um, I write IEPs. I provide specially designed instruction for students that might need a little extra help in, like, math, uh, language arts, executive functioning. Um, right now I co-teach in one period of government, and then I have three periods of ELA and just basically helping kids read, helping kids write, um, things like that. So what are some of your goals for teaching in the future? Um, I mean, I, so I started out as a social studies teacher and I would, I would like to get back to being not a co-teacher. I'd like to be like my own class, uh, you know, be the classroom teacher again. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't I mean, social studies, social studies. So any, anything that comes with that, any, anything that that license can teach, but I love being at Perrysburg. I want to be here till I retire. Um, I mean, you experience things at Lima senior, right? You never want to go back to that. So, uh, mm-hmm. I want my daughter to go through here. Um, I'd love to, I don't want to teach my daughter, but I'd like to be teaching at the high school. When my daughter comes through the mm-hmm. high school. Um, I'd like to build Jacket Sports Network up a little bit more. I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that later. Um, I also am the sports information director here, which I think you guys have a little bit more of that, but I'd like to continue to build on that too. Um, Had a good start with that. So a lot of stuff I'd like to just continue to build on. So you obviously have a deep love for social studies. How did that come about, and uh, what made you want to teach it? (laughs) Uh, It's because it was the only thing I felt like I could probably go to college and complete. (laughs) Um, honestly, like I, I told you, I didn't take classes very seriously in high school because Mm -hmm. like I was intelligent enough that I could show up and I could get A's on tests. So, you know, to me it was like, well, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Uh, so because of that though, I didn't really remember a lot of stuff. So the idea of taking chemistry in college was a no go for me. So that knocked teaching science out. Um, math was, I was good at math, but I took a stats class my freshman year, which, you know, isn't isn't real math. It's a little bit different than math. Yeah. And I bombed it just terrible at it. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, math isn't for me. Um, I hated reading at that point in my life because I had so many other things I wanted to do. So I wasn't going to teach ELA and I'd always had great social studies teachers. So I was like, well, I have a good memory. Let's Going to social studies. So uh, this is uh, a new segment that we've come up with this week, and uh, 
Joel and I are testing it out on you to kind of see how it goes <laughs> here. So, uh, Joel, you want to explain what we're about to do here? So, essentially, we uh, pulled questions from the audience. We, we asked what did they want to know, either about Taylor Rogers or your opinion on something. So, with our first question, this comes from uh, other assistant coach, Isaac Bennett, okay. from the freshman football team. Yep. He asked, what's the most enjoyable aspect about coaching freshman football? <laughs> um, I mean, you, you, a lot of times you get these kids pretty raw. I mean, obviously they're great athletes as freshmen, and we've had some pretty good athletes uh, my couple of years there. But you're, you're teaching them high school football, and, you know, you know, Joel, high school football is a completely different world than mm. junior high football. Uh, big gold football is nothing, right? Yeah. And so you get a lot of these dudes that maybe their dad has been their coach their entire life, uh-huh. and they think that they are just going to come in and do whatever they want, or they're going to – they already know everything. And, you know, that first time that you teach a kid something that they didn't know and they see it work is, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time you get to the end of the season, you've got, you know, a pretty good group of kids that have come a long way. And seeing that growth at the freshman level is just incredible. So our next question comes from Naranjan Bhagwat, and he wants to know what your favorite iconic sports memory is. Oh, my gosh. That, like, I, like, watched? Watched or have been a part of, I mm. believe. Well, um, I mean, MJ hitting that shot in 98. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's probably, for me, uh, iconic, just because, I mean, that is, like, I mean, that's that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Jeter getting his three thousandth hit. Uh, it was a home run. That was pretty cool. Watched that, not there, but like watching on TV. Um, man, um, I was at a wedding uh, in a wedding when Auburn kick sixed uh, Alabama that year. And we were watching it, like, on our phones at the reception when it happened. It was crazy. Um, So, I mean, that was pretty iconic. Uh, Man, that was probably um, another one. uh, (laughs) Never going to hear this, but shout out DJ Underwood. He was uh, our quarterback my freshman year. Yeah. he threw a Hail Mary uh, against uh, a rival of ours to to basically – so we had we were at two losses that year, and a oh. third loss would have knocked us out of the playoffs. We wouldn't have made it. Was and this before or after you uh, made it three times to the So this was to make it to our third. Okay, so this was okay. – yeah. Um, so he threw a Hail Mary. And mind you, DJ Underwood was a receiver prior to this. Mm. A Hail Mary to win the game at Ottawa Glandorf. Uh, I was on the field, obviously, for that, and it was wild. Oh, it was gee. so cool. Yeah. So um, that one was pretty cool. And then, like I told you, just storming the court uh, to break the losing streak in basketball was pretty iconic. Now, the final question of this new segment came from Kyle Ross. He was curious on what led to your decision to bring the Jacket Sports Network program back, and why did you want to head this new project? So... When I got hired as sports information director, um, I think that was last year was my first year. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year was my first year as sports information director. Um, <clears throat> I, right away I said, 
But we have like so many resources that we don't use, right? Like think about that scoreboard. They were like mm-hmm. it was like clip art. You know what I mean? It was like something a, a child would would do on that scoreboard. And so I was like, well, you know, I want to like kind of revolutionize our athletic department a little bit here, right? Like we mm-hmm. need to be we're a Division One program, pretty big. We've got a lot of talented kids. We need to start using those kids. And so I went to Chuck, and I was like, you know, like, what, what can I do? And I had actually made the idea before I even went to Chuck. So I think the original name was, like, Jacket News Network. It was JNN. Mm-hmm. And Chuck was like, no, it's Jacket Sports Network. We, we had it, like, a while ago. And he's like, you can have it. Like, those guys are, are done. Like, whatever you want to do with it. <clears throat> and so, like, slowly but surely we, we added more and more. Um, I remember Janie's first hype video, uh, lacrosse, last year. Um, and, I mean, look where we are now, right? We've got, like, mm-hmm. media nights. we got awesome stuff every week for football. Um, basketball is a little harder, but you know, we, we, we're off to a good start with basketball with Geo and uh, Seb making awesome stuff. Um, we got the podcast now, which was – Something that I had talked about at the first ever Jacket Sports Network meeting, uh, I, I made a list of things that like we could do, right? And one of the things I said was, I want to have a podcast. And uh, a year later, you guys were on episode like six or seven at that point. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Well, that kind of illuminates a little bit of my next question, but we can still get into it a little bit. So I always still get asked, like, how – even 21 episodes in, how did you get picked to do this? So, like, <laughs> you want to tell the people how Joel and I came to be here? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, when I took the job, uh, you know, the podcast was in the back of my mind. But it was honestly kind of like I had no idea, right? Like, I'd never done oh. anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of just a, an option, like something maybe in the future. And... I'm very much a, like, just do it kind of person. Um, I am also, like, I'll do it myself kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was asking around, and I really wasn't getting a lot of information. Um, at the time, I hadn't thought I, – I didn't even think about Coach Melcher uh, go, going to him. But I talked to Chuck. I talked to some other people, and I was like, hey, you know, like, how would I do this? And they were like, ah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, nobody had anything. So I was like, well – fine, I'll just research it myself and I'll just do it myself. And so um, I looked into a, a few podcasts and some research online, and it was like, man, this is easy, like easy. Mm. Like anybody can do this. And so I was like, all right, I, I need a host. And so I went to Mrs. Bird, and I was like, hey, <laughs> uh, oh, I know that you've got a lot of people because I wanted a senior. And I was like, you know, you got some seniors. Uh, you, she'd approached me earlier in the year about – working together on some stuff and i was like this would be a great opportunity for us to work together uh maybe you know you guys could come up with some advertisements like whatever you know deca wanted to do with this i'm all on board and she said jack weisenberger and uh so i was like all right and so i went to jack uh I, I in her classroom in her class wow. walk, walked into class sat down talked to jack said hey what do you think and jack liked it and uh, I said, all right, we need a co-host. And somebody threw your name out, Joel. And I was like, I love it. That would be a, a great uh, co-host. feel like both of you know sports. And you guys feed off of each other really well. 
and uh, <laughs> he's tearing up over there. Yeah, this is a really <laughs> heartfelt speech. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember though our first episode. The stuff didn't come in the mail. Remember that? How could we forget? Remember that? the shipping? Amazon didn't deliver. Yeah, it. Delayed yeah. the episode by like three yeah, days. Yeah, and so like I'm, I'm very much a uh, like like I said like a do it myself type yeah. person, right? And when things like that happen, it just like frustrates me so much because. To me, that's just like a simple thing, like just deliver the package, right? Mm -hmm. And I just remember I was so, like, disappointed that we didn't get to have that episode. Because in my mind, I was like, man, now it's just going to be, like, something else. It's always going to be something. Like, we're just going to keep putting this off. And so when we finally sat down to have that first episode in the Huskinson Center weight room uh, with Connor Wall and Zach. What wild times. How awesome was that? You know what I mean? Like, it was just such a, like coming of age moment for everybody like jacket sports network you guys like it was just awesome he's not even in high school anymore he's off right he's yeah. off at college yeah it's crazy yeah you Chunks haven't, you haven't eaten your chunks yeah. yet let's let's get a they smell good like I they smell nice and hot you can't smell that should we get your food review in soon what are we thinking there yeah it's pretty good it um, looks pretty good Nashville hot they're good yeah um yeah. I feel like the the stuff here's not very spicy, right? Like No. I feel like, like that's becoming like the new norm the like across <laughs> Okay, you are still delusional. Joel's, Joel's fried pickle uh issues episode eighteen. <laughs> they were spicy. I refuse to believe I'll say this. Way. The the breading on the the fried pickles probably did have some spices in it. Yeah. I mean like I don't know that they were like Nose running, like, eyes put your, watering. Dip your but, finger in that. That's gonna got to be hotter than the hot pickles. Yeah, but uh, pickles. But. No, these they're good. I like them. The Nashville hot's good. Next week, I'll try the hottest ones and see how they compare. I feel like that's becoming a trend in the fast food like chicken industry. They're not making it as like spicy. So, anymore. Uh, you guys ever been to Quaker Steak and Lube? Yes. What? You never heard of it? Huge chain. It's more like Eastern East, though. Yeah. East, uh, like towards not. Sandusky, yeah, uh, that's like the closest one I think. But yeah, yeah, um, but they've got one down in Columbus. There's one at Cedar Point, I think, right outside of Cedar Point. Yeah, I think so. Next time you go, Cedar Point. But you have to sign a waiver to eat their hottest flavor wing, and I'll tell you, uh, tried it. That one's hot, <laughs> dude. Like, kick your butt, hot, uh, insane hot. Couldn't do more than one bite. Oh boy. Hot. Yeah. Holy smokes! It's wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should uh, we should get something like that going on the podcast, like a live live hot challenge for something. I know Chuck, I can handle spicy. Chuck has talked about that. Joel, you're yeah. a little you're a little weak hey, in that yeah. department. What's so. uh, what's ever happening? I still got to talk to Chuck about. Yeah. It. Remember yeah. What, what, what what episode oh, yeah, was it? You guys it? were supposed to have episode a, uh, five wing eating competition. Yeah. You're supposed Jake to have some wing eating competition. Let's set it up. It's, yeah, it's got to be set up. You got to work that out. Yeah. All right, so some people may not know this, but uh, Inside the Hive is a part of the Jacket Sports Network Club. Could you tell us a little bit about what students do in this club? Yeah. Um, so we have our our wonderful video editor and audio editor, uh, Janie Wagner. Janie. Yep. Shout out um, to Janie. So Janie edits a lot of the video that is made. So we have students on the sidelines of – Sporting events, just taking videos, uh, taking pictures, and we turn those videos into hype videos, highlight reels, um, anything really. Uh, and then 
We also have students taking pictures, uh, and we use those for, like, graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in my sports information director role, make the graphics that go on Twitter. Um, those, I'm, I have a program for that. But Hannah Bunker has also made some of her own, like, from scratch graphics that were pretty good. Uh, very good. I mean, like, they were, they were really good. Um, so we do that. You guys, the podcast. Um, we run the scoreboard. Go for us. F- football games. Uh, Finn, Finn Wilhelm, I think is his name, um, like sits in the back of the meetings. I don't think yep. he's ever said a word. Never does. Meetings, but Just that, sits there. That dude is incredible on the scoreboard, man. Uh, he's always on it. Like, good timing, good everything. Just, he's a natural. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of roles are seniors right now. So if you're somebody that's interested in taking pictures, taking videos, editing pictures, editing videos, um, editing the podcast, um, we have a YouTube channel coming. We're approved. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait for it. We, uh, we, need, we need editors. I need people to edit. So if you have an interest, you don't even have to like sports. If you just like editing video, hit, hit bum, us up. Bum, bum, bum. Janie Good hates skill. sports. Good skill to have, She though. edits videos. Very yeah. good skill to have it is, for the yeah. technology wave that's mm-hmm. about to come through. Big time, yep. If there was one thing you wanted people to know about JSN, what would it be? I mean, I kind of just said it. I, I think a, a, a big misconception is it's all about sports. But I think, I, I mean, outside of us talking sports on the podcast, I don't know how much a love of sports is even, like, involved in the club, really. I mean... Janie, like I said, she's not a big sports fan. Hannah's not a sports fan, and they've been around two years doing this stuff. Uh, it's really more, are you interested in developing these skills that are going to make you uh, valuable in the workforce moving forward? Uh, I mean, think about, like, any of you that watch YouTube videos online, a lot of those people don't edit their own YouTube videos. Absolutely they have not. people that they pay to do that. And if you are working on that in high school right now, then you are already in a position to make money off of that in college. And that's something you can do remotely. So, like, if you go to college in BG and there's a YouTube person that works in L.A. that is willing to pay you $30,000 to edit their videos, you got $30,000 because you can edit videos, right? And this is free on-the-job training, Uh doesn't get much better than that so join us yeah could you tell us yeah. what, are your, what are some of your goals for the club i mean at this point i'm i'm kind of gonna have to come up with new ones because we already hit all the goals um i mean it was round of applause ladies way and to gentlemen. go way yeah. to go uh and and i've told janie this before um i don't consider myself like in charge of jacket sports network i consider myself a facilitator for you guys you guys are in charge of jacket sports network um, I'm just the person that like gets the products for you guys, basically. Um, I mean, it was for me. It was always going to be like the students doing it, uh-huh. right? Because honestly, mm-hmm. like I could have been the host of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have just said whatever. It's easier for me to just sit down and do it. But I want it to be you guys, right? I want students learning how to do it. I want it to come from the students. Uh, 
I edit the music for the games, right? So I make the playlist for football games that play pregame. So, like, I can do that stuff, but I don't want to. I want you guys to do it. So one of my, my first goal was student-led, and obviously that turned out pretty well. Um, and then it was get a podcast. We did that. Um, revolutionize our audio video stuff. Check. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to like, I'm not here to brag. Like that's not who I am, but our sports media was, uh, voted top five in the country, uh, a couple weeks ago. No from, way. From the program. Top five in the country? From the program that we, we use for our graphics and all of our stuff that we do, that Let's I do. Go. Uh, you know, we made a top five list. So, I mean, that's like, you know, three years ago, that wasn't something we were doing. And and I know the people that had my job before me, and I don't mean any, like, disrespect to them. They were but, doing everything they could with what they had. But where we are now is not where we were. And where we're going to be in the future is not here. So, you know, Perrysburg Athletics is going to be known for – everything right not just great players but our social media our graphics our i would love to have someone just in charge of game day operations right so like somebody making sure that the scoreboard is going and has stuff like even now it's not where i want it right we still have buzz floating around a lot of times like do better than that uh i have some plans when we finally get a mascot again like going on with our mascot situation you know lacking um, yeah so you guys know um God, what's his name the Philly, uh, the uh, the flyers mascot gritty gritty yeah and you know all this cool stuff they do with gritty, yeah, right? yeah 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 so yeah. we're gonna do that with buzz once we get a mascot right we're gonna have like a plethora of videos of buzz doing like hilarious things that are gonna play on the scoreboard they're gonna play on social media um I know Chuck's got a lot of plans for a new scoreboard for the basketball gym. So, oh, really? Whoa. Um, video board for that. So we can do it there, Let's right? Go. Like, I know Chuck and I both agree that we have a lot of places to grow in our athletic department. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of that. No, I assume Buzz is going to be like an, a student? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So kind of... Moving forward here, sticking with the club a little bit, but not really. It has become known that it, through you play pickup basketball, but you are a common a- appearance at the student-teacher basketball game. I am, yes. And uh, let's uh, talk, so I know we're still early in the JSN talks about it, but we potentially having a documentary about this. You want to tell us a little bit about what your thoughts about that were? Yeah. Um, so I was at the gym one morning, and I um, I'm always thinking, like, it's just who I am, right? Like, I'm a creative person by nature, and I'm always trying to think of something we can do to get ahead of the pack, stand out, whatever. And I was like, <coughs> man, how cool would it be to do, like, a sorry, sorry, sorry. a last dance or, like, a 30 for 30 type documentary on the staff or student basketball game? That and would be incredible. That's going to be legendary. So I reached out to uh, Mr. D, who is, like, in charge of it, and I asked him his thoughts, and he was all on board. And so uh, the plan is to move forward. Uh, it's going to be, like, a, a quick little window here, but we're going to interview some players. So if you're – I will gladly be interviewed. If you're planning on playing in the Stafford student game, uh, get a hold of us at JSN, 
and we're going to sit down and we're going to interview. Uh, we're going to interview the staff members, and then the plan is to have a couple people on the court videoing, recording the game, and then put it all together for like a little documentary here. When when are signups for that? March twenty fourth, Friday, 24th. March twenty fourth, yes. Friday before spring break starts. Got to mark that down. Yes, but uh. Obviously, you've, you've referred to this senior class as one of the most talented classes to ever come through Perrysburg. You've been saying that almost since, like, the seventh grade when we played football. So, yes. Um, what do you think? Do you think there might be a different outcome in this year's game? No. 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 Not at Flat all. Flat out, no. I Flat mean, we out, got, no. well, I guess our baseball players can't play, so that eliminates a couple, eliminates oh. TJ, and TJ is one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. But we have some very, very good basketball players, and we're going to make it a challenge, I hope. So I, hope. I think it was like uh, it was when I was I was here for that semester and I taught that personal finance class um, that we played that year and I was I played and they had like three or four dudes that were just like giants like six three six four and in my mind right I had never my first time there I was like man like they're gonna destroy us <laughs> so here's the thing that you guys don't think about you guys all play as like individuals playing the game yeah yeah but the staff for some reason even though there's like no practice nothing are like a one unit playing together like it's incredible every year it is the same thing where somebody on the student team like goes hero mode and tries to win it and the staff just continues to play team ball and comes away with the win. We'll see. You're going to have to deal with some state champion basketball players this year. We'll oh, yeah. See. Oh, Kyle Ross is going to be a good Well, good you got well, our basketball team. You get Kyle Ross. Uh-huh. I'm assuming Jack Boer is going to play in it. Yep. Gio's going to play in it, yep. I'm assuming. Uh, let's see who else can play in it that was on our team. Jack Nordahl, he'll play in it. He's always good. Um then I'll play in it. That's five of us, and that's, gotta have some girls too. That's everybody that's, I think, gonna play in it from our team. But Jake hopefully Tenney's we keep too. that chemistry. Definitely we will keep be that uh, chemistry alive. One of the better. It'll be a very good game for yeah, all. I, I think it's, it's gonna be. It's one coming of the best down ones. to the end. It is always my favorite day of the year. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a, like a whole like school wide atmosphere. It is, it's it's right. incredible. It's always so fun. Like. You got the whole school down there. You're going through like warm ups, and I don't know. I can't remember if they did it last year, but I know uh, there were years where the staff had like a cheerleading squad yeah, that yeah. was like cheering. I mean, it's like you have officials. I mean, it's like official. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like it is just so fun to go out there and play, and everybody has a good time. Like everybody has fun. So yeah, I'm excited for it. All right, Mr. Rogers, now we are going to hop into this week's Rank It. This is where we give you a topic and ask you to rank it one through five. Now, March 7th today is National Cereal Day, so we were curious. What are your top five favorite cereals? Mm, Man, that's a tough one. I don't eat a lot of cereal. I got a good one. I Um, I found that last time. I'm like, this this could be good. That's a good question. Um, Hmm. There's expectations of what you should put on here that say a lot about your personality. I, I can see that, yeah. <clears throat> now, here's the problem. You can think back to your youth, too. Well, see, my mom was, like, psycho. She didn't let me eat cereal. Oh. What? Too much sugar, she said. 
No. I mean, yeah. the Raisin Bran exists. Right? Come on. Oh. Um, so I didn't get to eat, like, your... Yeah. Your Captain Crunch, your Fruity Pebbles. Your, you know, like, I didn't get that stuff. Um, but I do, I do like me some cereal. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be a little bland with one of them, but Honey Nut Cheerios, to I me, mean, that's, that's a classic. That's a, that's yeah, a classic. Is, is really good. I, I like that a lot. That's a classic. Um, I like the, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like, uh, I don't even know what they're called. Oh my gosh. Describe the cereal. I'm sure we can It's like it's not, put our brains together. It's not uh, like the Wheaties, but it's that kind of shape. Frosted Mini Wheats? It, it's not, no, it's not that. They're like, it's almost like a granola type. I don't even know how Checks? to explain it. No. They're sweeter than that. I don't know how to explain it. They're in some, like, snack mixes. But it's... I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know what it's called. But it's a cereal. If okay. I was at the store right now, I, I could grab the box. But I don't okay. know what it's called. Okay. Um, I like uh, peanut butter crunch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I hate what it does to my mouth. Right, like you get yeah. to eat a bowl of cereal and you're just like bleeding. Um, fruity Pebbles, I like Fruity Pebbles. I don't That's like it. Cocoa Pebbles. I like Fruity Pebbles. Okay, okay. And then, honestly, you know what? I like um, Frosted Flakes. Yeah, Kellogg's. Yeah. They're okay. great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Have you guys ever had Cookie Crisp? Yeah, Cookie. That's solid. That Cook- is. That is. Absolutely. Little good. shocked we didn't hear Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. I do like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. I, uh, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'll eat all cereal. Like, I love dessert. I love cereal. I love all that stuff. Um, I like the, uh, the French Toast Crunch. I haven't had that. Is it good? So it's like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it's with like French Toast flavoring. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a, like a Pop Tart cereal. You seen what? that? I've heard about that, yeah. That's good. Like a little like, Bu- not bubbles, but like kind of, yeah. yeah that's so they what got they like are. filling in them. Yeah, that's sweet. Really good. Yeah, big fan of those. Um, yeah, I like all cereal. So uh, we're once again here at Sidelines, and you have some foul balls in front of you. But what would you say your favorite Sidelines menu item is? I'll tell you what. They have really good onion rings here. Had them on Friday. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, um, I don't feel like you get enough for. Oh, no, no, 10. no. 1099. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a problem. we got to fix sidelines, but. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. The, the the portion size for the price of the onion rings, not great. Not what we're looking for. But uh, I like the onion rings. Uh, the foul balls are really good. Probably mm-hmm. the foul ball is my favorite. Um, What's your favorite sauce with it? Oh, man, it's like a, a sweeter one. Uh-huh. Carolina Gold? Sweet Heat? I think it's a Sweet Heat, yeah. I think I got that two weeks ago. I think that's probably my favorite. I like the spicy garlic, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I think I had that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, fried pickles, too. I know that we joke with Joel <laughs> about the, the spice, but I like their fried pickles, too. So another Perrysburg staple, Mr. Freeze, opened up last week. Yep, yep. What is your go-to order at Mr. Freeze? Oh, man. Uh, I like Oreos in my my uh, ice cream. Uh, I usually just get, like, the, the like whatever they call it there. I don't like it's, it's not like, like the, uh, the not super a, freezer yeah, or whatever it is. Have you had the one with like it's a, uh, gummy worms on top? I have had that before. A dirt, sun, a dirt, dirt sundae. sundae. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's like the, the oldest one in the book, I feel like. Did you guys uh, 
Now they they used to sell like uh, edible cookie dough. Did yes, you guys ever get that? I've heard about. Oh, yeah, I never got it from Mr. Freeze. It was but good. I mean, it was good. Uh, I think they only had it for like one season. It was really good though. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Got to say, it's it's the one of the, the greatest cash businesses. Oh yeah, of, like all time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big time. You ever had the uh, frothy lemonade there? I've not. It no. is lemonade mixed with. It's a Joel. That's a Joel staple. Incredible. Doesn't it just sound like Joel? It does. You ever had the frothy lemonade? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, yeah, yeah. it's so good. And I'm it, like, it is. All right, ing- it might be in my favorite things above the knockout burger. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. I'd hope so. Wow. I'd hope so. But uh, mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you were the sports information director at Perrysburg, and that means you were in charge of the Perrysburg High School Athletic Twitter. Account. I am. Yes. What is the toughest part of running that account? Um. So, <laughs> I got to be careful here. <laughs> um, trying to make everybody happy uh, is probably the hardest part. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things, right? Where some sports lend themselves to social media more than others, and. I 100% understand, right? Like, if you're a parent of a kid that is in a sport and you see, like, the football team get a, a graphic, right? Like, in your mind, well, why why isn't my sport getting that graphic? And I just think it's hard because, like, in football we have, like, a final score with, like, stats, right? Mm, yeah. But in some sports you just have, like, a, hey, this person got third place. And, like, that's just not as, like – that graphic is never going to be as cool as a final score of a football game that had, like, 50 pictures that we took, and I could go through and find, like, awesome pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or we have, like, a hype video. You know what I mean? Like, that was a big thing, too, is people were complaining that sport, not all sports got hype videos. And I'm like, well, some of your sports, the hype video would just be, like, them running in a circle. And it doesn't lend itself to social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying, like, that sport isn't equal i'm just saying that like it's harder for us to provide equal coverage true across the board um another thing that uh, you know you guys probably wouldn't even realize um <laughs> have you ever been on our facebook page i don't think uh i, I think i've checked it out just because i've been using stuff for my deca project so but there's a that's huge, like cancerous there is a huge like bot problem really? where, where bots post spam and it's, like, trying to get your information. And, like, they'll post, like, links to watch the games. And for, like, a wrestling match we had, like, two weeks ago, I had to delete over 30 comments that were just these, like, spam, trying to get your information, click on the link things. And that is for every post. And, Yikes. I mean, like, we don't have to do that, right? But, like, we kind of do. You know, like, yeah. somebody's got to take care of it. Yeah. And so that, that'll be, I post a game day, and then I'll go in like four hours later and have to delete all of the comments from these bots. Uh, and you block one and four more add you. So it's just like insane. Another uh, question that's kind of hard to answer, but is there any group of uh, parents that are relentless about the account? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to be a, a tough one. I don't know if he can answer it, but. Worth a shot, right, Joel, for us? It is you know? worth a shot. We, we know. Yeah. I mean. I'll say this. Perrysburg has a lot of very passionate fans. And, um, okay, okay. 
I, I completely understand as a parent that you want your kid to get all as much um, coverage. Coverage, yeah, good word there. Coverage as possible, and so like, 100% understand. I don't think there was another Very way well that you could have answered Very that well question. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, that was well put together for, you know, quick on the spot answer there. Yeah, but uh. We're hopping into our other weekly segment. I think you know what, what this is going to be, our, our flashback here. You okay. know the whole deal. We're going to yeah. give you a topic, sparks conversation in the community. Okay. And it's, it might tear this table apart. This might be flipped upside down here in a minute. But um, this week, Joel and I wanted to know which episode of Inside the Hive has been your favorite. And one caveat, you can't say this one. Or episode 20, because those were the two episodes you've been in. I wouldn't say so. those episodes anyway. Um, man, favorite episode, huh? Yeah. That's a great question. It is. Thank you. Tell you what. Uh, can I go with a day? Can I have a favorite day? A day, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, all right. I know okay. where he's going with this. Uh, yeah. Lance Moore, Tom Hostler, yep. that day. Um, those were two incredible episodes for different reasons, right? Like, both of those people were great interviews. And for different reasons. And I felt like their answers and the things that they had to say were all, like, great things to hear. And I just liked to be a part of those. Those were cool. Um, I thought Mr. Crookson's episode was pretty good, too, because, like, he just came off as, like, a normal dude. You know what I mean? Like, he Mm -hmm. wasn't, like, a principal or something, which I felt like Hostler did a good job, too, of coming off really normal and, like, yeah. Not somebody in charge of one of the biggest school districts in the state of Ohio. Although know? he did completely, no, no, I'm not saying completely, but we didn't, we never get that, got that ride along. The snow day. <laughs> well, it, there was the, like weather, the weather, the weather, the weather did not day. cooperate. I'm a little disappointed in that, man. You guys we tried. You guys should we have tried. reached out to him the day before because you I knew did. There was, yeah, we, I did. we were the day on before? Twitter the day before. I, did. I sent him a tweet. We were in a DM. But the thing is. We had too nice a weather this year, yeah, we did, yeah. which is never a bad thing. I did but, see that you know. uh, it's going to be colder for the next two weeks. I think I saw, Uh-oh. like, uh, Mr. Hostler, if if there's a potential winter storm that, you know, pulls together. Not not saying I want that at all, but you know who to call. Yep. 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 All right, we, well, we, we deserve it. I, I feel like we would, deserve I, it. I think that would be fun. The people. Be the so people give the deserve people it. what they want, The Mr. people Hostler. deserve it. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, Mr. Rogers, what have uh, been some of your favorite memories from the podcast so far? Um, <laughs> the one that I will never forget is when uh, Connor talked about killing cats. Yes, all the way back. You guys are going to have to go way back <laughs> to the archives. Weeks. Within yeah. our first 20 minutes of this podcast. Connor Wallen's at killing cats will just live with me forever. Uh, he was just so like... It's not like I kill cats or anything, you guys. He, he was just oh. so like nonchalant about it, right? I, I honestly think he kills cats just because of that kind oh, of... Someone man. who doesn't kill it's cats doesn't say that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very... Uh, totally like out of left field. Yeah. Um, the the Hunt Brothers, uh, mm. their, their stories, those were oh, fun. Man. I liked those. Um... Were some other fun moments. Um, <laughs> I, since he doesn't, I, I'm sure he's never going to listen to this. Uh, the first like 30 minutes of the uh, Lance Moore podcast, where he just like 
rambled for like. <laughs> I, I was astonished. Forever. Like sitting just, there like. He went whoa. on and on and on and on and on. And I'm sitting there like, wow. Like. <laughs> he put me in Jack's talking abilities. Too shame that I day. mean, like, it, it was great. He works on radio. Great like, interview, yeah. right? But the dude just went forever. Like, it was incredible. It was uh, wild. And then at that same time, though, I don't know if you guys were like. You guys probably wouldn't have known this, but uh, Mike Ward was in the oh, weight sorry. room <laughs> during that interview. And as we're like middle of the interview, he comes up and he's like over my shoulder. I, he like, yeah. like <laughs> and he's like, "Who is that? Is that Lance?" And like, dude is just <laughs> on like a first name basis with him. You know what I mean? And then like uh, walked away. He like knew everything about Lance Moore and just walked away. And I was like, "Wow, that's just crazy." God bless Mike Ward. Yeah, right. Incredible, wild, wild scenario there. Yeah. But, uh, Another one of our favorite questions to ask on this podcast. What does a day in the life of Taylor Rogers look like? Oh, man. Um, so I'll go uh, other, up until recently. I'll give you up until recently when I haven't been able to make it to the gym after school. Um, so I get up at 5 every day. Um, go to the gym. I'm at the gym till about 7. Um Cardio, lifting, all that. Come home, um, breakfast, and I uh, I try to eat, and I, I know, Joel, that you, you're going to ask me about this, so I'm not going to go too far into it. I'm not going to take your question here. I, I try to eat a good breakfast um, and then get ready for school, and I don't get to school uh, as early as a lot of the teachers in the, the building. Um, I get that 8.25 kind of vibe. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I usually walk in like eight fifteen. Okay, okay, all right, all right. right. fifteen minutes before showtime. Right, right like, <laughs> and, and it's funny because uh, you know, I live right down the road from Joel, which is five minute drive to school, maybe eight. Uh, yeah, I'll give it seven. Seven's yeah. usually yeah, right. Um, before we moved to Perrysburg, we lived in Clay District. Oh, oh God, that's brutal. Yeah, right. And so I had like a thirty-five minute drive to the high school, right? Yep. But I got to school at quarter till. Eight. Oh my lord! Every day because I had to leave early enough that if there was ever traffic, traffic, yeah, that I could make it right. And I moved here, and I'm now seven minutes away from the school, and I get to school thirty minutes later. So <laughs> uh, it's always interesting to me. But uh, so I get to school. Um, I don't talk to anybody before my day starts. Really, um, I come in. I have an office. I share an office with like four other people. I might say hi, something like that, but. <laughs> Um, you not catch the Rodgers before eight thirty? No, unless uh, it's Friday. Yeah, and so I, uh, and you guys know I'm I'm pretty much late to Jagged Sports Network every single yeah, week as well. Yeah. So, uh, just not a morning person. I know somebody gets up at five a.m. Right, not a morning person. But uh, teach during the day. Um, I have last period planning. Oh, so that's lovely. It's a it's a nice scenario for me. Um, Let's me take care of some things if I need to take care of some things. Um, and then up until recently where I've just been exhausted, I uh, usually go back to the gym after school. And this could be cardio. This could be uh, more lifting. I've been lifting since I was 14 years old. Uh-huh. Right? I've been in the gym uh, over almost 20 years now. And it's just like, that's my stress relief, right? Uh, if I have, like, a hard day at school, I have to go to the gym. If I have a stressful week, 
I'm at the gym on Saturday for probably like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that I get stressed out. Um, so I go to the gym, but I, uh, I have a two-year-old daughter, and she gets picked up about 5.30. Mom picks her up about 5.30 because uh, it's like pretty close to my wife's school. So um, picks her up, and so I try to be home by the time she gets home. Uh, I don't I don't like to miss out on time like that. So I try to cut my workout as short as I can and still get a good workout in and get home and be home when my daughter gets home. And then um, I do all the cooking at home. Let's um, let's talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, what's your go-to meal or dish? So I am pretty good at a lot. Um, I, again, like I said, right, like I'm somebody that like I'm a, I'm a doer. Uh-huh. Uh, so if there's a, a dish I want to make, I'm just going to make it. Like there's no like, oh, I don't know, that might be too hard, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I make, uh, I've got a Blackstone. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Um, oh, my gosh. So I use that, like in the summer, I don't, I, that's the only place that I cook is that's, the Blackstone That's taking outside. me back to TikTok right now. Um, cooking with Daryl. You ever see Cooking with Daryl on TikTok? Uh, I, I don't, oh. I don't TikTok. Is Daryl, no, who's Daryl? Cooking with Daryl. My mom's going to laugh now that I'm saying this. She's going to be like, this is so him, but... This guy like randomly pops up on my for you page cooking with Daryl. He has like all these different meals that he makes on like the Blackstone and like his all this other like grilling like the green egg, his like pizza oven, like all this other stuff. And he's like one of the most now he's one of the most famous like TikTok cooks. And he always ends his videos with "Are you kidding me?" And he made all his money off of his new salt and pepper shakers that are electronic. It's wow, it's crazy. Wow. Right. You ever seen that dude from Louisiana who does? Good to ball, dude. Yes, cracker, dude. You know guy. what I'm saying, dude? That eat, guy is hilarious. Oh, cracker, dude. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. The oh, Cajun man. boils. Oh, my God. He's yeah. so funny. I believe it. Oh, there's some right. good cooking. Rogers, we obviously often see each other at the gym. What is this workout routine that I see you following? Um, I mean, like I said, I've been lifting for a long time. So, at this point, I've just kind of got my own stuff, right? Um, but... I follow, uh, for some of my, like, I don't know, you might say, like, lesser-known lifts. Um, I follow a guy, Joe DeFranco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much training he does now because he's probably getting out of the game at this point. But he used to train all the a lot of, like, big-time NFL guys. Um, Brian Cushing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, trained Brian Cushing. Um couple other dudes uh that trained with kush um but this guy was like their their guy right yeah um but he had a lot of like lesser known lifts that you would just not even like stretches that work your back and your shoulders that i mean i have stayed pretty healthy um i had i hurt my shoulder a couple years ago and that's about the only lifting injury i've ever had I get a lot of my workouts from that guy. Um, I do a lot of stuff. I see a lot of people doing, like, weird stuff in the gym. Yeah. And uh, I'm very much a, if Arnold didn't do it, then it's probably not worth doing kind of guy. Uh, Because Arnold was, like, the GOAT, right? That guy. And if Arnold wasn't doing that lift, then, like, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't want to look like Arnold, then what do you want to look like? And I'm not saying, like, I want to look like Arnold. I'm more at this point in my life a mm, not a bodybuilder, not trying to be as strong as I can. I just Mm want to 
look good, you know. So, yeah. What would you say your, your favorite lift is? Oh. Uh, changes, right? Uh, and I'm sure Joel knows that. Yep. Right? Like, right now, I think I'm probably on a hang clean. Oh, my God. Um, Ew. I, I love the clean. I just like the way it makes you feel. Traps are my favorite muscle group, oh. uh, without a doubt. I just think that. Not a fan, no, Absolutely Joel. Absolutely not. When, you, when, you've, when you've got, like, big defined traps, right, like, you just stand out. Um, but always been a big fan of deadlift, too, uh, just because a heavy deadlift. <laughs> Joel is, hates it. I am, like, incomplete. Just, this is blasphemous. <laughs> I, I just, uh, to me, like, the, those are lifts that are activating a lot of different muscle groups, and it's not just a... I'm benching and I can put up, you know, whatever. Because I mean, I, I listen. At my strongest, I was benching 315. Whoa. Um, I was hitting 225 for 15 and a half reps. Uh, I was deadlifting. Jesus Christ! Four, you almost got me beat out. I was deadlifting 465 oh and my. I was squatting uh, 465. Oh. Right. Oh my. And I'm 195 pounds, so like wow. that's Oof. not anymore. I'm probably more like 180 now, but at that time I was 195. I think like the best weightlifting video I've seen. Have you seen the video of Rayshon Slater on Twitter at all? Is like his like uh, pro the day at Northwestern. He was so, no. front squatting like yeah, 495. Right. Yeah, but like the Chargers go, not our offensive lineman squatting 450, and that it's like everyone's like. That's not just a squat. That's a front squat. And that's yeah. not 450. That's 495. What, were you, what are you guys even doing? Like, this is way more impressive than yeah. you think it is. And I'm watching. I'm like, what the hell? How yeah. is that even possible? Yeah. As someone who is an avid front squatter, I, I'm yep. up to, I think, like, I think I've done 375 is my max on front yeah. squat. and he's got 100, another 120 pounds yeah. on that he, bar. He, like, that dude. Yeah. It, it, that's one of my favorite YouTube watches is – uh, professional athletes just being freaks in the weight yeah. room, right? Like, because it's just Nick insane. Chubb. You see Nick Chubb's like, 600, 600 belt hey, squat. Do, do yourself a favor. Check out Austin Eckler's uh, workout stuff. Okay. Monster. Have they, you seen his That's got to be a lot of yeah. speed and agility quads. type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. He, he's like weight room freak. Might be pound for pound strongest man in the NFL. I think AJ Dillon might have him be bait. Austin Eckler, check it out. Monster. Wow. All right. Well, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, so I listen to all music. So I have XM. Uh, and my preset channels, I have, like, today's hits, right? I've got uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is now. They've changed the name. The 10 spot. Uh, I've got oh, that on there. Hits. But I got, uh, like, channel two. What's channel two? Uh, uh, um, oh, my no. gosh. I can't think The names right are just now. not. It's like it's hits or hits something one, like that. Hits, hits one. Hits one. Yeah, I've got hits one. Um, I've got country. Uh, I've yep. got fifty six. The highway. Yep. Yeah, I got the yep, highway. Yep, yep, yep. I've got BPM. Uh, that's like your dance music. Yep. I've got forty four. I've got rap. I've got uh, like rock. I've got punk. Hmm. I listen. To, it's just the weather determines a lot of the kind of music I want. Really? I would. To. I would yeah. agree with that. It's like yeah. a mood type yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's actually fair. Cause even like, even like when I'm working out, right? So like the music I'm listening to, I'm working out varies. Like today, I listened to country when I was working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, I was listening to. So you're gonna laugh. I, uh, you know John Wick, right? Yeah. John Wick. So I his the soundtrack. Oh my god. John Wick is one oh of the boy. channels I listen to. No way. Uh, just because wow. no it's just very like focusing music, right? And there are days where I just want to focus on my lift. Hmm. And yeah, I find that 
a little odd. It is, yeah. Especially know, coming from you. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Just check it out sometime. It's very, like, focusing music. What would you say some of your favorite movies are of all time? I'm a big movie guy. Um, I, uh, yes. I started putting together, like, a little home theater. Um, oh, ooh. do tell. Uh, I've got, like, s- surround sound receivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sub. Pretty powerful sub, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but, like John Wick, uh, not not the new one. I like the first one the best. Like, just John Wick. Um, was a big Marvel fan. Uh, some of their stuff's been starting to get a little not as good. Um, I like... Pulp Fiction. Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction is one of my favorite movies. Um, like like gangster movies too, like the okay. older ones, like Casino. Uh, you know where you're like, I don't know your your, your mob movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Um, mm-hmm. Very. I feel like he made Bond like relatable, right? Like a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. some PTSD. Um, yeah, like big movies. Now, what is your favorite vacation spot? Whew. Uh, so, it, it, not anymore. It used to be uh, uh, McDonough, Georgia. Okay. I know, right? Interesting. Not, but my uncle lived there, and he had, like, pool, pond. Okay. Um, he had, like, a guest house. Um, yeah. And, I mean, everything you'd ever want. And, like, it was just incredible. But he moved, uh, sold that, and not there anymore. So, I would say now, Hilton Head. Yeah. Uh, I got a friend. I got there. a friend that lives there. He's a golf pro down there, and so I got to go down and golf for free and go to the beach. Uh, they got great places to eat. You ever down there? Go to mm-hmm. Frosty Frog. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, check it out. Uh, and then uh, Wild Wings Cafe. Uh, great wings. You'd love that place, Joel. Okay. They got a fifty. They got a fifty bundle of Ooh, wings. How much? Uh, man, I don't know. it's <laughs> been a while since I've been there. Okay. But. Okay. Uh, after a day of fishing out in the ocean, came in and yeah. smashed 50 Smash wings. wings. Yeah. All right, we're hitting that, that time in the episode where we hit, get you some hard hitters and then we get out of here. Okay. But, uh, what is your one bold prediction for 2023? Oh, man. Um, well, man, indeed. Mine was good last week. You're going to have to listen for it. Yeah, Mine was right. good. I'll have to go back. Um, God, I, I think the – this is probably not like super super bold here, but uh, I think that I'm going to give you two. I think the Cavs are going to make a, a good run. Yeah, in the playoffs. I, I said preseason they're going to the finals. Yeah, yep. I don't know about that. Cavs are going to make a good run, and I think I think some people are going to be expecting Perrysburg football to be down this year, um, based off of the sheer talent that's exiting uh, the Huskin Center. Yep. I think I think Perrysburg is going to su- surprise some people this year. I do. Yes, sir. Yeah, I do. Um, I think that this is going to be uh, business as usual for Perrysburg football this year. All right, Mr. Rogers, with the final question of the episode. You know what it is. What is one word that you would use to describe yourself? Passionate. Um, I'm, I'm passionate about everything I do. Like, if I do something, I want to be the best at it. If mm-hmm. I am researching something, I want to be an expert on it. Uh, if I'm learning something new, I want to learn everything there is. To do. I want to be able to teach somebody else how to do it. So when I was young, uh, like 18, I bought a motorcycle. Uh, it was a Yamaha R6. Hmm. Don't ever ride motorcycle. Don't no, ever buy never, a motorcycle. No. I was uh, not planning on it. 
So drove Not exactly it. the ideal body type. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. drove it. <laughs> like, dude, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen guys bigger than you on on high boosters all the time. Man. No like, thanks. That is, uh, what do the wheels just like compress? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, burning rubber. But so Love anyway, so had a, an R six. Uh, for some reason, I didn't think that six hundred cc was enough for me. Uh oh. And so I got a thousand cc. Oh, ye. And uh, I totaled it. Okay, oh. so oh, that sounds. And you're here very, today. Very That's lucky to sign. be alive. Very lucky to be alive. I, I laid it down on a road, and in the split, I was going about 75. And Ooh, I, I threw myself off the motorcycle. Like forwards? Yeah. Because, and if I hadn't have, there was a pole that was in this ditch. Oh, my God. You would have smashed right into it? cut my head clean off where it hit the motorcycle. Oh yeah. And Crazy. we would not be sitting here today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, oh so, so I... Research. I rebuilt that motorcycle completely. No way. So took the engine apart, rebuilt the carburetor, rebuilt the everything, and I got that motorcycle running again, and I sold it. But that's the kind of person I am, right? That was probably incredibly rewarding. It was, yeah. But like, I wanted to be able to do that. My, I wanted to understand how to do that, and I wow. sat down and I did it. Right. Wow! And that's, wow! Wow! So that's who I am. Thank you, uh, Mr. Rogers, for coming on today. I think Loved this was it. a really good episode, and hopefully all you listeners out there understand a little bit more about what Inside the Hive is all about and what Jacket Sports Network is all about. Really enjoyed this episode. and Big thank you to Sidelines once again, letting us record here. 136 West South Boundary. You don't know it now. You probably won't ever know it. Get, <laughs> get on down here. Yep. Um, next episode, next week, we'll have be interviewing Christy Kopanis, former... Yep. WTOL sports reporter and current media relations person for the Toledo Libraries. Joel, we didn't do it last week. Very Episode fell a little it. bit off. Yo. Your pipes had that whole week to rest. It is that time. Do <coughs> it, my friend. <coughs> to the moon, baby. To the moon. Nice. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Go Jackets.